Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss It is an old Johnny J.R., landlord of all and sundry, here polishing his brasses, soaping down the bar with various elixirs, and, yes, writing some obscene graffiti in his breath on the mirror of sorrow. If only I had some company here in the moon underwater, apart from all the ghosts, of course. Oh, how they howl and swoop. But there he is! You've been listening to me all along, creeping round in the shadows like a spider. It's the lovely Robin Allender. Hello to you, Robin. Hello, John. Grab yourself a, a little rest at the bar, if you don't mind if I do. I shall. Have you seen the weathers outside? The weathers? Yes. Mm, yes, delightful. Could not make up its mind. Yeah. Four, it really was four seasons in one day, as Neil Finn once sang in 6-4. Yeah. I've never seen uh, a frost bow before. <laughs> yeah, a frost bow. Because the frost was, uh, it was pretty scintillating stuff, hanging in the air. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen airborne frost. It's very beautiful. Yeah, and all the kids were making hail men. Yes, and um, the the sunlight through the frost... Yeah. It's sort of, it's like, I don't know if you've seen Avatar 2. <laughs> I haven't, um, actually. Nor have I. Oh. But um, I imagine it's the sort of thing they would have dreamt up. Yeah. Uh, sort of a 4D frost bow. I'm pretty sure that's the, the whole film's about. Mm. A, a 4D frost bow. That's the name of the film, isn't it? Avatar 2. It's the t- tagline, yeah. Ta- Avatar 2, 4D frost bow. But people are very confused because they think, do I, they're going in going, do I need 4D glasses? To watch this. And also they think it's the fourth edition of Avatar 2. They do. I suppose all 3D glasses are 4D if you're wearing them for a kind of any period of time. Yeah, if you're wearing them in space and time, yeah. uh, then, I mean, we're viewing everything really in four dimensions. Especially if you're watching a clock. <laughs> yeah. Unless um, it's a flat clock. Well, no, because the clock's still moving. Th- anyway. Just a clock that doesn't have any depth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
But Robin, what can I get you? Uh, pint, pint of the usual. Well, I don't know if you know. I've, I've just come back from the dentist, and half my mouth is uh, frozen. Oh, you have got a little look of you of the sort of the the smirks. The smirks, yeah, it's kind of smirk. Um, but I've got a glass of the red wine here, and I can only drink very small sips because otherwise it would just all fall out of my mouth. But um, tell you what, it's not a bad way to go. It's not a bad way to go. You're not often on the red wines, are you? Your your classic Marlborough Sauv Blancs, your Stellas. Yeah, well, it's it's cold, and I just feel like I didn't want a cold drink. Mm. 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 So a lovely glass of hot mulled wine. Yeah, lovely just glass of hot peanut noyer. Hot peanut noyer. Um, Robin, how on earth has your pub in weeks, your week in pubs been? Because, as discussed last week... Dry Jan came to an end for you. Yeah. And that's no problem. Yeah. It's progress, not perfection. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it was... Um, I, but, I mean, I have I have begun to embrace moderation. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I saw you in a pub on Friday in Holloway. Yes, indeed. Which is the Prince Edward, which was a stunning pub, actually. It's beautiful. And we saw former guest Jimmy Mack there. And Johnny White. And Johnny White, whose birthday it was. And, um, yeah, it's a beautiful pub. Carpeted. Uh, it's got beautiful copper plates. So this is up in Holloway in sort of north-ish London. And apparently, I got there quite late, but the birthday group had had to decamp from the Coronet, which is yeah. Weatherspoons, because they kept IDing everyone. <laughs> they did, yeah. Which yeah. is remarkable, because what was it, a 39th birthday party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Fantastic that they've got such a strict ID policy, but... God, the Coronet is a funny pub. That's such a weird one. I think it's going to be closed down soon. It sort of had all the hallmarks of a recent clampdown. <laughs> like, they'd obviously got in trouble for something. Yeah, well, I've been in a, a Spoons. I won't say which one, but let's just say that it was extremely busy on GCSE results day. <laughs> Well, I, you never know. I mean, it only takes, in a sort of chain, it only takes one, you know, one outlet to get a big fine for a sort of memo to go around to everyone. But I, 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 I appreciate the sort of think 25 thing. Yeah. But I think think 39 is probably a bit, yeah, a bit extreme. But what a blessing it was to be in the, the, the Prince Edward. The Prince Edward? Yeah, Prince Edward, yeah. yeah. It was beautiful because it's such a locals pub. And I think sort of one or two of the locals were kind of a bit like confused, like who's all this big party of youngsters or thirty-nine-year-olds and everything. But it's a, it's kind of a it's classic London pub where it's in that divide of a locals and a kind of trendy place. And I was looking up some reviews of it online, and a few of them saying, you know, oh, they don't do any real ale. But it's like that's not really what that kind of pub is meant to be in a way. You know, it's okay for it to be what it is. Yeah, I mean, obviously big fan of real ale but it's not written anywhere in law that every pub has to have them and maybe that's just not what the people who go there like to drink yeah there was a lovely moment where it was big enough to it wasn't like we'd all crowded into a tiny pub and sort of were spoiling it for for regulars there was Mm. a lot of space there but there was this lovely moment where on the other side of the bar there's sort of like a pool room slash sort of saloon and they just put on songs that i guess they they are like pub songs and all of them all of the guys and and women there just started singing along really belting out some some uh, sort of classic 70s tunes <laughs> it was good it was funny i was chatting to jimmy mack and he was saying you know they've got these beautiful copper plates on the wall and he said they're victorian 
and I was found myself sitting next to one of the locals, and she was saying like, "Oh, you like like the pub then?" And I said, "Yeah." My my friend said, "You know, these are Vic- this is Victorian." She was and she was going, "Well, no," it's Edwardian. But then I, I, when I got home, I was thinking, "Well, no, it's Prince Edward, so it would be Victorian, right?" I just had the spirit d'escalier. You know what I mean? What's the spirit d'escalier? The spirit of the stairwell. You know, when you wish you'd said things at the time. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it it could still be. I mean, the name of the pub doesn't necessarily reflect on the age of everything inside it. Yeah, but I googled it on the way home, and it is Victorian. What the 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 brasses? Yeah. How how do you how do you know? Well, I don't know specifically if the coppers, but I mean, it's they're they're, they're coppers of Prince Edward, right? Who was a prince in Queen Victoria's reign? Yeah. I mean, if I, I'm assuming it's it's Edward the Seventh. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't I think annoyed. It's a good, I wasn't annoyed. It's probably a good job that you. You didn't say the thing at the time. I mean, that's why the spirit of the stairwell is such a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no one ever says that. I'm blessed. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I didn't say that yeah. thing. <laughs> what would that be called instead um, of the spirit of the stairwell? <laughs> what's the opposite of a stairwell? Yeah. I don't know, a lift? Yeah. <laughs> the, the spirit of the escalator. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I enjoyed uh, two or three cans of Guinness Zero. Mm. Did you see that uh, All Things Guinness did a map of everywhere that serves Guinness Zero on draft? Oh, no, I didn't see that. And on the map, it's like a Google map image of the British Isles and Ireland. Yeah. And Ireland is just kind of a mass with dots of where mm. where it is. And in in England or Wales and Scotland, I think it's just two pubs. And they're both within a hundred yards of each other in Southwark. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them is Mac and Sons, which we've been to, oh. where we played the ring game. <laughs> the no, the you chuck a ring at a hook game. Do you remember? And they had small beer on draft. Oh, it rings a bell. We were throwing the little rings at the little hooks on the wall. No, I don't remember this at all. What? Yeah. <laughs> but we've talked about it since we went and you remembered it then I'm sure it'll come back to me but yeah. that's one of the ones that does Guinness Zero yeah, yeah, so that's very pleasing I also went to uh, a pub near me a-, a lovely little pub scenario I asked if they had any non-alcoholic beer and they said, yeah, we got Lucky Saint mm. and I saw it in the fridge and I said, oh, I'll get, I'll get a bottle of that and then he poured it and I was like, oh, could I get two bottles so I can have a pint mm. and then it at that moment, he chose to say, you know, we got it on draft as well. Oh, no. But I said, well, can you top it up? Can you top up the rest of it from the draft? Don't open the second bottle. And he only charged me for the bottle, and I thought that was very sweet. Oh, that's very nice, yeah. Yeah. That's good. In other pubs, I bumped into Michael Legg in the Sylvan Post yesterday. and oh, he'd be gr- Yeah, he'd be great to join us in the Moon Underwater. He's very, very funny about pint prices. Yeah, I had a chat with him because he sort of launched a bit of a Facebook tirade about pint prices. I, I'm not sure he's taking into account either the war in Ukraine or the cost of living crisis <laughs> yeah. or Brexit. No, but very acerbic, very funny though. But he was saying he'd been over to Northern Ireland and paying three pounds for pints of Guinness. That sounds nice. That does sound nice, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Anyway, Robin, I, I saw you try... Well, I actually saw you sighing because I saw the sigh mm. permeate out into the frost outside. Oh, where it kind of solidified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then it became a, a frost cybow. A, cy- a cyborg. A, c- a cyborg. Um, but have, have we had m- mists being delivered, I assume? We've had some lovely mists here. Um, yes, three great mists. The first one is from Eleanor. And the subject is smoky pubs. Hello, long-time listener, second mister here. Your recent chat about smoking in pubs was hugely nostalgic for me, and even though I can objectively say that it was terrible to have to hose down all your clothes post-sesh and come home with sig burns up your arms after a night at the indie disco, not to mention impact on those working in pubs, clubs and bars, I get similarly dreamy at the thought of a smoky pub, despite being more or less a non-smoker. I usually have a cheeky birthday iSig, she says, or maybe she just means SIG. I think iSig might be a brand of e-SIG. Oh, I see. Um, And I inevitably feel sick all night after. So maybe it is a SIG she's doing that. And in fact, found smoking bars intolerable on my last trip to Germany. And so perhaps it is more my early pub days that I'm yearning for. Ah, you see, it's the past you missed, not the thing in the past. That old conundrum. Also, I I wonder if, the smell of smoke on your clothes now seems worse because everywhere smells slightly less of smoke. I yes. wonder if the past just had a base level of sort of 10% fag smell anyway. <laughs> it would. Sounds like bliss. Um, I, I moved to London less than a year before the ban came in and some of my first pub memories in the area I still call home were puffing on a Marlborough Light at cosy lock-ins in the Marquis of Granby. Is it Marquis? Marquis of Granby? How do you say that again? Well... <laughs> Uh, the Marquis of Granby. Marquis, yeah. I've actually smoked a cigarette in there in the last few years. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me about this. Because we there was a lock-in, and even though I don't smoke anymore, I smoke a, an e-cig, I could... Someone with me had fags, and I just could not resist yeah. the opportunity. And we were with a comedy promoter called Ben, who's really, really lovely, and he got very nervous about the legality of the whole affair. <laughs> He was imagining some kind of raid taking place and our mm. names being strewn across the press. 
I think the police have got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Eleanor continues, I remember speaking to regulars at the time who thought the ban would be the end of the pub industry, but luckily it was not. Anyway, it was on a recent trip to the much-beloved Blythe Hill Tavern, yay, where this nostalgia for fags got me full force, sitting in the ladies' loos, a very pokey affair if you hadn't, haven't had the chance to visit them personally. I noticed that the loo roll holder was peppered with ancient cigarette burns. The fact that A, the loo roll holder was from 2007 or even earlier, and that B, someone had enjoyed a smoke on the toilet in an out-bygone age, was enough to fill my Guinness-raddled brain with glee and emotion. No one I was with that evening gave a shit about the Proust. <laughs> about the Proustian rush I got from a burnt bog roll holder, but perhaps you lads will. In 0.5% for now, Pints, Eleanor. Yeah, that's great. Always the most nostalgic footballer, Ian Rush, isn't he? And um, I get a similar thing when you see sometimes, well, always on planes, there's always an ashtray in the toilet. Mm. There's one by law, even though you're not allowed to smoke on planes. I remember smoking on planes. I remember smoking on trains and in pubs. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> and it has had a big impact on the pub industry. It has, but yeah. it's still obviously a good thing. Yeah. Uh, we've got a nice mist in here from William. Dear John and Robin, I enjoy your podcast very much, and it always brings to my mind the enjoyment that I feel once every year when my friends and I engage in a pub crawl through the old muse of London I hope that you do not mind me sharing. 22 odd years ago, some friends and I were at law school, but due to an inset day, there were no lectures on a Friday, the last Friday in November that year. A lecturer of ours suggested that we might want to do something useful on that day off, rather than to flounder in self-loathing amid the thug of lunchtime neighbours slash diagnosis murder and camel lights after a free Thursday night of too many pints of Old Rosie in the local inn and associated mystery meat from a late-night food vendor. We decided to stay sober and catch the train early on the Friday morning to Big London to attend the Royal Courts of Justice for an outing to observe the commercial and chancery trials of the day to assist us in our learnings. Oh, I can tell where they're going to go here. Can you? Uh, Yeah, just about. (laughs) After some 30 minutes of trying to decipher the specifics of a particular case, lost now to the mists of time in my memory, we thought it best to retire to a public house some way across London to discuss the legal ramifications that we had witnessed, there began an epic trek across some of the oldest wooden-fitted pubs in London, and an idea was hatched amidst the chaos of lash. Great phrase. Every year since, we have met on the last Friday in November, always at midday and always in the Grenadier in Wilton Row. The rapping on the oaken door of that ghostly muse tavern at midday is now known as the official bringing in of Christmas. We then proceed to walk a route of some of the finest Victorian muse pubs from that location due south towards the river. The route changes to an extent over the years and has stretched to 12 or 13 or so in the past, dependent on speed and stamina. Some of the pubs along the route have taken on almost religious significance to us, such as the Nag's Head on Kinnerton Street with its fittings, faded photos and bronzes, and which has a landlord who would chase you with a stick if a mobile phone was used inside. The Star in Belgravia Muse West with its cobbles and the horse and groom in Groom Placed with the most dangerous toilet steps known to man when six or seven pubs into a crawl. Some inns and taverns have come and gone, and a silent nod of the head can be given when walking past the ghostly shell of a previous pub, which was part of the route, now turned into apartments and ripped of their joyous previous life. 
As you head further south, some of the favourites have been altered from their previous lives as backstreet, fire-lit and carpeted dens of joy, the original fittings now ripped out and replaced with tiles and cocktails. The Fiend Arms, don't know that, the surprise in Chelsea, my old favourite, a giant of backstreet Victorian drinking holes, a King's Arm Rupal Street Plus, so he's saying it's so good it's like the King's Arms on Rupal Street, <laughs> times five. As the years wane, our numbers continue. I don't think we will reach the heady days in our 20s when we are 30 strong and we could all make it for a lock-in at a friend's pub near World's End until 3am. As you age, the frivolity and excitement of youth can wither on the vine to an extent and it becomes harder to get everyone together, but this one day always seems to bring us out again for another go. No invites or emails are ever sent other than a cryptic message saying clickety-clack to signify the sound of a Victorian shoe on a cobbled muse in the winter. It's a lovely touch. It is just known that it will occur. We always said that whatever happens, nuclear winter, apocalypse, public and private shame, if we cannot find anyone, if ever we are lost, we always know to be on Wilton Row on the last Friday of November, where there will be a smiling face, roaring fire, and the most wonderful sound of pub commotion as you open the door. This year will be our 22nd, and I cannot wait until we can bring in Christmas again. Well done with the podcast, and I wish you all the best, William. Thanks so much for that, William. That's, That's brilliant. That's one of the, the great literary emails. It's so good. Lovely phrases in there. I I always thought you were going to start in the seven stars if, if by by starting there. That's where I would have thought. Which is London's oldest pub? No, no. Um, but just because he, uh, William starts like around the um, you know, the Royal Courts of Justice and yeah, commercial I think Chelsea it is London's trials. oldest pub. Seven stars? No. Yeah. I mean, that's surely a very contested title. I don't think I don't think it is actually, Robin. Um, yeah, the oldest pub in London is the Seven Stars in Hoburn. Ah. It escaped the Great Fire of London in sixteen sixty six. It doesn't. You certainly wouldn't think it was the oldest pub. In, I mean, even though it is, does look old. Mm. Built in sixteen o two. Wow. Ye old mitre. There's a bit of contestation about when mm. that was built. The old bell on Fleet Street is uh, has been licensed for 300 years. The George, which we've been to, that big coaching inn. Yeah. Well, that's the one that uh, the the Pete Brown book is about, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Shakespeare's local. But I think it, that's one of the ones which, because it's sort of had multiple uses. Yeah. And and, and the George, the original built, isn't it that the original building isn't there, isn't what it was, or something like that. Yeah. So, and ye, ye old Cheshire cheese. There has been a pub at that site for 500 years, but the building was rebuilt after the Great Fire of London. Uh, so I think there are lots of pubs on sites that there have been pubs for longer, but I think in terms of the um, continual publiness of its own sweet realm, mm. seven stars. Oh, I William, I, I remember there's a book by Tim Lott called White City Blue, which I'm sure has got a very similar premise it's the same group of friends always meet up for a pub crawl at the same time of year. I have to go back to it. But, yeah. I, I love that idea of texting your friends clickety-clack, which is the noise of a Victorian shoe down a cobbled muse. Yeah. <laughs> it like, needs its own emoji. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, and, and what was the uh, the Mist Twain? Uh, I don't know if we've got time for Mist Twain. We've uh, got time for Mist Twain. Have we? Okay, great. Let's, let's do Mist Twain. This is from Tom. 
Hi, John and Robin. I was delighted to hear the mention of the blue ball in Grantchester on the pod this week. I live in walking distance of the village, and the blue ball is probably my favourite ever pub. I'm sure you both will enjoy a few jars of wherry in there. Just to let you know that the other pubs in Grantchester are now sadly more restaurant-like and simply aren't as good from a drinker's perspective. The Green Man was closed for a couple of years, which was a real shame, as it was fantastic. I believe it reopens today, day of writing email, but it has undergone a refurbishment and seems to focus more on food as well. I'm hoping those expectations are dashed when I inevitably go there for a post-dog walk pint along the meadows at some point soon. I really hope you enjoy your time in Grantchester and Cambridge for your upcoming trip. Only this morning, I organised the itinerary for a pub crawl for a friend visiting next week. Here it is, should you want an idea of some of the better pubs in Cambridge, in my opinion. So, Tom says, start at lunch at the Blue Ball in Grantchester, walk to Cambridge over the meadows, then go to the mill, the Eagle. I'd imagine you may have been here before due to its proximity to the Corn Exchange venue and its history. No, I don't believe I have, actually. The Champion of the Thames, the Elm Tree, the Free Press, definitely been there. But he says it's sadly a Green King pub, but is a rare place that sells their mild on cask, which is arguably their only good beer. Interesting point. The Blue Moon, the Cambridge Blue. I think we've been to the Cambridge Blue as well with Chris, haven't we, John? Yeah, we have. I've just realised a terrible error I've made. Go on. We're not going to Grandchester, we're going to God Manchester. Oh, right. And they're only about 20 miles apart. Surely we can fit both in somehow. Yeah, I'm sure we could uh, get in the back of the Sportage and head to Grandchester. Uh, Tom says, I'm sure you'll be inundated with other pub crawls of Cambridge via email, but I felt like this was a way I could send back some value as I get so much from the podcast. Thank you for all the content you create, Tom. Oh, thanks, man. That's very kind. Yeah, really nice. Thanks so much for writing. Really appreciate it. And if we do get a chance to... um get the sportage opening up its valves are you talking about your car yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll head down to grandchester yeah uh, if you want to send your mist you can send it to john at moonunderpod.com and if you'd like access to our bonus episode behind the cellar door as well as many other treats head to moonunderpod.com to support us on patreon uh, but we've got to get this place tidied up because we've got a guest coming in very soon. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 